Welcome to Step Up to the Microphone. It's a great day to be alive. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing great myself. Had a good day. It's been a long day, but it's been good. But we're going to get into some bizarro world stuff. Some Second Amendment stuff. We'll see how much Mountain Dew Bizarro World drank today because, you know, things are jacked up like normal. So, let's get into this. So, I was playing around on the Western Journal, like I normally do when I'm looking for news, and this came up. You know, this is pretty bad, so I'll just level with you. They are predicting there will be a gas shortage this summer. Well, that's never a good thing. Why would there be a gas shortage? Well, between the rising prices and the lack of drivers, because guess what? We had the Rona last year. We still have the fake Rona right now. And people just don't want to go to work anymore. Here's the article right here. The title of the article, if you want to pull it up. Experts predict a gas shortage will hit the U.S. this summer. And here's some excerpts from it. NTTC Executive Vice President Ryan Streblow told CNN Business in an interview published on Tuesday that a shortage of qualified drivers could lead to empty gas pumps in some areas of the country. We've been dealing with a driver shortage for a while, but the pandemic took that issue and metastasized it, Streblow said. It has certainly grown exponentially. So basically, we don't have enough truck drivers to deliver the fuel that we need to fill our vehicles up is what they're getting at people just they got fed up last year and retired they quit they just didn't want to do it anymore holly mccormick with oklahoma company called growing dyke transport explained the situation to cnn and here's what she said we were even hauling boxes for amazon just to keep our drivers busy she said a lot of drivers didn't want to do the safety protocols. We're also working with an aging workforce. Many said I might as well take it as a cue to retire. So, you know, with all the craziness, they just didn't want to work anymore. They didn't want to deal with having to wear a mask. Get your head scanned when you come in. Have you coughed? Have you even looked different in the past seven days? Did you poop weird last week? We, I mean, these are warning signs that you might end the world because you might have a virus. You know, just, they're tired of the craziness. I completely understand. And it takes more than a CDL to haul fuel. And those needing proper certifications were unable to return to obtain them at the usual rate. Additionally, somewhere between 40,000 and 60,000 potential drivers who applied to take jobs delivering fuel were disqualified from the job because of past issues with drugs or alcohol. So, that's an alarming thing right there. If they've been clean, they've had past issues, and you can prove they've been clean, you stay on top of them, I don't have a problem with them delivering our fuel. Now, if they still have a drug and alcohol problem, yes, don't let them deliver our fuel. But, hey, if they've paid their dues, they've gotten off the drugs, they've gotten off the alcohol, let them deliver the stuff. I mean, sit there. If you need to have another driver ride with them, the first few trips, do it. Just, you know, people don't think logically anymore. 
They want to judge everyone off their past and use it against them. Now, look, this is costing, it might cost us being able to fill up our vehicles this summer. What kind of world are we living in? This is some Jimmy Carter type stuff. This is actually worse than Jimmy Carter. This is just some crazy stuff. Let's just, you know what? Let's get people to where they can go back to work and not have to go through all the madness. To where they can deliver our fuel, deliver our goods. Where whenever I go to work, I'm not having to be scanned 10 different ways just to get into a building. Where I don't get looked at crazy when I tell them, no, I'd rather not wear your mask. I mean, I had to go to Houston today. And if you don't put the mask on in there, they basically look at you like, hey, we're about to call the cops and arrest you for not putting on a mask. It's just getting out of hand. So, yeah, this, this could be a pretty rough summer, y'all. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully they're just trying to scare people. That's what they like to do. But if not, be prepared. Be prepared. Have a pool at the house. A little blow-up pool or a little water slide. A little something. Keep the kids entertained. Because it could be a difficult summer. So here's another story I saw today. CDC has... Some big cojones saying this. Some huge ones. They should just go ahead and try to get the Guinness World Record for biggest cojones. Because, yeah, I don't agree with this one at all. Now the CDC is coming out saying, if you are vaccinated, you can go play with your friends. How nice of them. But if you're not vaccinated, you need to be locked in a closet and beat with a broom. At least that's how it feels. But here's the, here's the article. CDC announces Americans can go outside and socialize without a mask if they're vaccinated. What kind of crazy stupidity is this? That you're going to tell me what I can and cannot do. That is not how this country operates. It has never been how this country operates. Sorry. You can take that and do something with it. Because I'm not going to listen to you. If you want to go after me, then come on bring it because you know what the Nuremberg Code and the HIPAA laws prohibit you from doing anything like this just giving you a heads up CDC so take your vaccine and shove it in your own dang arm because I don't want it so don't tell me what I can and cannot do this whole pandemic scamdemic has already hurt the family it's hurt our businesses it's hurt our society in a way which is very hard to recover from. So here's what the article says, and this lady has a big set of cojones for even thinking this. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, director of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, has announced updated mask guidelines for fully vaccinated Americans, noting it's no longer necessary for them to wear masks in most outside situations. Well, it's never been necessary to wear a mask anyway, ma'am, because all you've done is get people to breathe their own bacteria and make them sicker. You also use fear to attack the immune system. I can pull facts up to prove this. Do I need to do that? I'm not going to do it today. But I can find them and we'll show it to you. Because the human body is actually amazing and it has its own immune system. And if you don't do the things that we've done for the past year, this thing would have already been over. But let's get back into this article. Over the past year, we spent a lot of time telling Americans what you can't do. No crud. We kind of figured that. You thought you were our boss. You're not. 
Today I'm going to tell you some of the things you can do if you're fully vaccinated, she added. Wow, she's got a big set of cojones. Really, she does. She really has no authority to be telling us any of this stuff. She didn't have the authority to begin with. Neither did Fauci or anyone else. So, let's get into this article a little bit more. The CD says that whether they are fully vaccinated or not, people do not have to wear a mask outdoors when they walk, bike, run, alone, or with members of their own household. They can go maskless in small outdoor groups, small outdoor gatherings with fully vaccinated people, AP reported. But unvaccinated people, defined as those who have yet to receive both doses of the Pfizer-Moderna vaccine, or the one-shot Johnson & Johnson formula should wear masks at all so small outdoor gatherings that include other unvaccinated people. The CDC says they also should keep their faces covered when dining at outdoor restaurants with friends from multiple households. Sorry, not going to do it. I know that the only way we're going to beat this thing is herd immunity. That means quit wearing the mask. As of Tuesday, nearly half the nation's states, 24 to be exact, have ended mask mandates, according to American Association of Retired Persons. The AARP also noted that Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico are still requiring face coverings. This news also comes as the nation prepares for Memorial Day in May and summer activities. Many Americans plan to return to normal travel outdoor activities whether they are vaccinated or not. Exactly. Go back to your normal activities. Doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. Just be careful. Pay attention to the vaccinated people, please. There are reports out there, and if they're true, the vac vaccinated people will harm the unvaccinated people because of spike proteins. So just until we get all this verified, pay attention to who's been vaccinated and who hasn't. And like I always say, and always think, think for yourself, do your own research. You know, I'm not going to take the vaccine. Don't plan on it. I see what it is from what I've seen, from what I understand, from how they're promoting it. They're promoting it like you have to have it to live. That tells me that they're planning something bigger down the road. That's what they do. That's how they operate. That's how the governments of the world operate. They plan things to control us. So do your research. If you think you need the vaccine, take it. I preferably would not take it, but I'm not you. So, if that's your prerogative, then that's your prerogative. But also understand history. They had vaccine testing back in the early 1900s, between 1918 and 1925, and it killed a majority of the people that took the vaccines. You are the guinea pig right now. These are not approved vaccines they are test trials for emergency use only so be careful with what you're doing pay attention don't buy into the hype understand that in this circumstance you are the lab rat so if something goes awry they will use you as a test subject and you will not get your life back in fact we are not getting our lives back unless we get a true leader back in, back in office that's just the, the bottom line, and then they'll still fight us on that. So, let's just pay attention to what we're doing and rise up against the people that are trying to force things on us, like vaccines. Pay attention, don't get brainwashed and get looped into this. Make your own decisions, do your own research. 
That's all I have to say on that. And now we'll get into another story. Well, here's something I didn't think I'd see in a million years. Especially with how big tech's been treating us here lately. Facebook attacks Apple for tracking users less. That's news to me. If Apple's really tracking people less, then that's great. I don't like being tracked. I'm not your dog. I'm not an animal to be tracked. I'm a human being. I've got freedom. Apple on Monday updated its iOS software for iPhones and iPads to deliver a slew of new features. But the one most talked about is the new privacy setting, App Tracking Transparency. Apple reports that with App Tracking Transparency, apps are now required to get a user's permission to track or access their device's advertising identifier. That's awesome. I don't want to sit there and be like, man, those socks look cool. Man, those socks are awesome. And then get 30 ads for socks in the next 30 minutes. That's just creepy. That's just weird. No, I don't want to see ads for foot rubs. Sorry. Just don't want to see you looking at what I'm thinking and use it against me. That's just creepy and weird. With this update, apps can no longer share data with data brokers or track data across apps and websites owned by other companies for advertising unless the user allows it. That's how it should have been the whole entire time. You do not need to track me in what I do on the internet. That should be illegal. In fact, it should have been illegal all along. But with Section 230, they can do whatever the heck they want, and it's wrong. So, yeah, this is good news for Apple, finally. Now, only if Apple would grow some cojones and let apps like Gab back on the uh, App Store and Freedom.Fan back on the App Store. And then maybe they would sell a whole lot more phones because the conservatives wouldn't be so angry because they've probably taken a dip in their, their phone sales. I know I've been looking for a Linux phone, a Linux operating system for a phone. Haven't found one yet that I can afford. I would love to have one. If you know of one that I could afford, let me know. I'll see if my carrier will take it on. That's just, it's about time they quit tracking our phones. Because it's really annoying to get ads for things because your kid decided he wanted to look at something on your phone and then you get 40 ads for it in the next two weeks. Yeah. It's just... That's great. So, kudos Apple. Great job. Pat yourself on the back. I'm sure something bad will happen soon with you, but right now, great job. Way to go. Go team. Alright y'all, here's the big doozy of the story for the Second Amendment we all need to be paying attention to. The, the Supreme Court set to hear first major gun case in over a decade. The Supreme Court announced yesterday it would take up a Second Amendment case that could have major impact on gun rights. The court announced that we'll hear New York Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett, a constitutional challenge to a New York gun control law that has been in place since 1913. It requires anyone who wants to carry a gun outside of their home to show proper cause for doing so. First and foremost, that law goes against the Second Amendment. You should never have to have any cause for carrying a gun if you're a law-abiding citizen. There's no reason for them to tell you you cannot carry a firearm. You could be the person 
that stops a mass shooting because you have a firearm. Think about the church in Texas this past summer. If that man had not had his firearm, that would have been a dire situation. So let's get back into this, this article. Under New York's law, proper cause requires the applicant to dem demonstrate a special need for self-protection distinguishable from that of the general community or of persons engaged in the same profession. A generalized desire to protect one's person and property is not enough. So, they have that all wrong. You need to be able to protect, protect yourself at all times with whatever you're allowed to have. And you should be allowed to have a firearm on your person 24-7, 365, throughout the whole entire United States of America. That should not be prohibited or infringed upon. That should be allowed 100% as long as you're not a felon or a crazy. The problem is, the felons and the crazies will get guns and shoot people too. We know this. How do you resolve that? You fix society. To fix society, how do you resolve that? Well, first we need to vote out the idiots that are in office that want to pass all these laws that take religion and God out of the public square. That attack it. They need to go. And we need to reinstitute religion and God. Christianity and God. Without God in the Bible, you cannot have a morally correct society. George Washington said that. I truly believe it. Look at what's been happening since the 1930s, since the communists have started invading and taking over slowly. Our society has lost God. It has lost the Bible. So, yes, things are getting perpetually worse. Hopefully we can come back, we can knock the communists out. But, yes, without, a, without God in the Bible, this society is doomed. So, there is no reason that you should not be able to carry your handgun with you in public as long as you're a law-abiding citizen you're not a crazy you're not on a, on a threat list you should be good you're not an ex-gang member or anything like that you should be good but for some reason the government thinks they can tell you what you can and cannot do if you're a law-abiding citizen and they let the law breakers get away with murder literally they let them get away with murder especially if they kill people they don't like. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't that sound familiar? You know, this just, it's sad. But there is no reason that the Supreme Court should rule against this. In all reality, there should be a 9-0 decision on this stating that that New York law is unconstitutional and that you can carry your weapon with you at all times. Now, you need to, I would suggest, taking a gun safety course and getting your license. The men in question in this case were not allowed their, their uh, concealed carry because they didn't have just cause to carry it. I'm sorry, you live in America, the country's on fire because the liberals have preached hate and discrimination and divided everyone to where they want to kill each other. I'm pretty sure I should be walking around with two AR-15s, a rocket launcher, and be driving a tank back and forth to work in some of these areas. Just, just a thought. I mean, if I were living in Portland or Chicago, I would want an Abrams tank 
Or if I got out, I'd be in full body armor with a couple ARs and say, look, come at me, bro. You're not coming near me. But, you know, in America, they don't want you to be fully armed. They don't want you to be able to protect yourself. This is part of Marxism. Understand that. First, they go after religion. Once they go after religion, they go after anything else they can go after. Free speech, the Second Amendment, whatever they have to, to take away a free and just society. And they will divide you to conquer you as much as they can. Understand that. So hopefully these men win their case and they can get a concealed carry and they can carry wherever the heck they want in the state of New York. Because they need to be able to carry in the state of New York. That is a crazy place. Well, at least New York City is. But that, yeah, you need to be able to carry a handgun at least. Maybe even have a couple pairs of brass knuckles in your pocket and a butterfly knife. For just in case you run out of ammo. Just saying. I know I would. I live in Texas, so I think I need to get myself a couple pairs of brass knuckles. They're legal here. Hey, that'd be fun to have. And if someone wants to fight me and get my face on something, attack me for no reason, I've got self-defense other than my pocket knife on me. Because I don't carry my handgun around with me. Just the area I live in is kind of a nice area. But yeah, I mean, it'd just be cool to have brass knuckles. Seriously. But, yes, let's pray that these men get a just verdict and that they're able to get their concealed carry. We should be on the phone to the Supreme Court telling them that uh, we're going to revolt and go crazy on them if they do not go the way of the conservative on this. That's just, that's just how I feel. Don't threaten them. Just say, hey, look, this is how it needs to be. They should be able to allow... They should be able to have their concealed carry permit without having to have just cause. As long as they're able to pass their background check that they force on us, they don't have any mental health issues, they should be able to get a concealed carry no matter what state. And you know, let's just go over what the Second Amendment actually says, because I think that's very important. The Second Amendment, and this is all it says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state to the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. There you go. Shall not be infringed. So, you could be carrying your weapon on you. Army from another country comes in, tries to take over. You've got your weapon to defend you and the people around you. There you go. That's the only reason that you really, you know, that it would definitely be great to have. Other than self-protection. But yes. Shall not be infringed upon. You never know when something crazy is going to go down. So, yeah. Get on your phones. Get on the internet. Email them. Call them. I don't care. Let's just make sure they know that our voice is going to be heard. And that we don't want gun rights to be going away because they want to be liberal. Or they want to take book deals, quote unquote. So, yeah. Just get on the phone and let them know. Let them know right now. Let them know that we want a Supreme Court that sides with the people in the way that the Constitution is read, not the way they interpret it. That's all you have to tell them. We expect you to read it, not interpret it. If it says that it shall not be infringed, that means, guess what? You're not going to infringe upon it. Get over that.
I know you don't like it, but get over it. You're not going to infringe on my rights. So, let's get into one more story. Or actually, let's talk about this. The young people in our, in our lives. The young adults. What are we doing to help guide them along the way? A bunch of them, their eyes are being opened. They're seeing what's really going on. They're understanding they've been lied to by the media, by the school system, by their own parents in most cases, by society in general, by pop culture, by everything. This past year has taught them to open their eyes up. So what are we doing to help them open their eyes? Are we quoting scripture to them? Are we explaining how things really work? How we understand that they work? Or are we just sitting there and making them figure this stuff out on their own? That isn't what we should be doing. We should be there as their little mentor to guide them. If you're a conservative and you believe in helping people, let these young 20-somethings understand how the world works. Teach them. Don't let them sit there and think that the world's just going to cave in on them because they think differently now because they've been exposed to the truth. Let them know there's a core of old, crusty people like us that can help them. And that are cool. That they can come and hang out with. That they can sit there and read the Bible with. I had a young man this morning. I told him how, how it was, basically. Did it in a nice way. Was able to witness to him about Christ and about how the world works. He understood it. He agreed with it. It made an impression on him. You know, that's what we need to be doing with these young people. So when these stories like the Second Amendment one come up, explain to them. They have no right to tell us what we can and cannot do with our weapons. Now, if you're a crazy person, you shouldn't have a weapon. Or if you're just a bad person in general, you should not have a weapon. But they cannot tell us what we can and cannot do with our firearms, with our weapons. When something like the First Amendment comes up, let them know you have free speech. When this whole pandemic thing comes up again, tell them, you know, we have the HIPAA law. You don't have to wear that mask. Use the HIPAA law. Don't be afraid to teach them. Help them understand, because they think they know everything at this point, and they're going to make mistakes like we did. We have an opportunity to keep them from making our mistakes. We have an opportunity to guide them, to push them along the right path, the narrow path, not the wide path, the narrow one. We don't want them getting lost down in the deep, dark city. We want them to be walking up the trail to the mountaintop, to where they can see the truth, and they can see it clearly. That's what we need. So don't be afraid to let these kids know the truth, and do it in a way that gets their attention and gains respect, earns their respect. That's how we need to operate. I told them point blank. I said, you see that Bible on the dash of my work van? I keep that in there. They told me I couldn't have it in there. I'd tell them, adios, amigo, I'm not staying. You're not going to tell me what I can and cannot have in my work van. You're not going to keep me from carrying my Bible. It might keep someone from killing themselves or hurting themselves when they go home. I might be able to sit there and pull out a scripture and it saves someone's life. So yes, I will defend it to the hilt. Trust me, I will. I'm not going to back down on it. So, you know, we are the light for the, to open their eyes. So, be the light 
Don't be the darkness. Don't get swallowed into the little rabbit holes that the enemy's putting out there for us to dive down. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to God. Trust me, it'll be worth it. Well, let's get into some good news before we go. And you know, we love good news. So let's roll into that. You know, I'm a big pro-life advocate. I don't believe in abortion. Abortion should have never been allowed in the United States or anywhere else in the world for that matter. There's normally not any reason to abort a good, healthy baby. And, you know, and even in cases like Tim Tebow where the mother could have died, God has a plan. But, you know, the devil loves to kill babies. So here's a great story, great news, some good news here on the Western Journal. Blessed. She was the perfect case for an abortion. But pro-life teen story continues. When most pro-choice people defend their position, they argue that abortion serves as a preventative measure against suffering. They may claim that, without the availability of abortion, women will give birth to unwanted children whose lives will be full of hardship. But for pro-life people, if suffering can be reduced, then it is best to rely on moral solutions. The possibility that, possibility that a child may be born into hardship, no matter how bad it may appear, cannot justify abortion. A high school senior, Yuliani Hernandez, can attest the children at the center of these cases are very human. Someone else's choice does not determine their value. In a, in a April 20 article for the lone conservative, Hernandez wrote that she was the perfect case for an abortion, yet by the grace of God, I am here. Born in Costa Rica, Hernandez's mother was only 16 when she became pregnant. She's already living in poverty and to make matters worse, more challenging. Hernandez's father was not around to help support the child. Yet despite my undesirableness, it was decided that I would be given a chance at life, Hernandez wrote. I would be put into the adoption system in Costa Rica where I could only hope that someone would find me. You know what, I completely agree with that. There are so many kids that are aborted there's so many families that can't have babies, can't have children, they don't have a chance to have a child because of all the aborted babies. Think about it. Costa Rica's foster and adoption system is unfortunate to say the least. If not for my adoptive family and God's grace, my life could have been very different, she added. I could have lived under the poor conditions of my nation's broken system, but would have, that would have been a justification for depriving me of life. So, that's a great story. She has a great outlook on that. And you know, if you think about it, Tim Tebow, they told his mother that he needed to be aborted. Look at all the great things he's done. He's been inspiring to millions of people. So yeah, there's always great news, especially on stuff like this. She, she says that she should have been aborted, but her mom didn't want to do that put her up for adoption, and the family came and got her. God does amazing things, and he will most likely use this young girl, turn her into a great lady, and do great things throughout the world with her. That's how he likes to work. He likes to work with the people that you think don't deserve to have it, or shouldn't be in that position. He likes to work with the people that you wouldn't even think of. 
But great news right there. Awesome news. I love stories like that. And here's one last good news story. And it comes from the Oscars. The only, probably the only good thing that happened there. And it comes from Tyler Perry of all. And you know, I love Tyler Perry. He's a good guy. Even though I don't agree with him dressing like a woman and being Medea, But I can get over that because this message is good. Tyler Perry delivers powerful message at Oscars. I refuse to hate someone because they're a police officer. Right on, brother. Right on. We shouldn't hate anyone for anything. Seriously. Says so in the Bible. But here's the quote from him. My mother, my mother taught me to refuse to hate, he said. She taught me to refuse to blanket judgment. And in this time, with all of the internet and social media and algorithms and everything that want us to think a certain way, the 24-hour news cycle, it's my hope that all of us would teach our kids, Now I want to remember, just refuse hate. Don't hate anybody, Perry continued. I refuse to hate someone because they're Mexican, because they're black or white or LBGTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they're a police officer. I refuse to hate someone because they're Asian. I would hope that we would refuse to hate. Dude, right on, bro. If I can fist bump you right now, shake your hand, hug you, whatever, I would. Because that's the message that we need to be putting out. I put that message out as much as possible. There's no reason to hate. None. So, you know... That's what being a role model is about, Mr. Perry. Thank you. That's what we need to be seeing in America. Not this crazy, Nazi, antisocial, kill everyone and hate everyone routine that we've had going on. That's just been sick and disturbing. So thank you for doing that, sir. Well, that's all we have for tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Y'all have a great day. And God bless. Remember, smash that like button and subscribe. You like it.